Everyone wants to know who the psychic goes to for readings. Today at the Psychic Pool Party, we have numerologist and seer Dale Spencer Weeks. He is who I go to for my annual birthday reading. Compassionate, accurate, and emotional, I cannot recommend his readings enough. Please join me in welcoming Dale Poolside. Hi, I'm Heather Carlucci, psychic medium and medical intuitive. Along with producer, musician, and sound designer Charles Stella, we'll be talking to fabulous weirdos like psychics, artists, scientists, and more about art, culture, science, and the supernatural. So get your floaties, slather on your sunscreen, and join us poolside. Welcome to the Psychic Pool Party. I'm really excited for today's episode because everybody always asks a psychic, who do you go to for readings? And so today I get to have the person that I go to every year for my birthday reading, numerologist and seer, Dale Spencer Weeks. Dale, I am so excited to have you. It's actually the first time you and I have ever been face to face. It is, Heather. It is absolutely a pleasure. And uh, we've been talking for, I don't know, again, years. Years, at least 10, maybe. At least 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost 10. And uh, so this is exciting for me. And you see, I have my sunglasses on and I have my beach towel for this gathering for you and I. <laughs> and I am going to take these glasses off now. Just okay. so I can see you. Yeah, ah, well, Charles and I are thrilled to have you poolside. So <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm going to jump in because Please. I have a lot to talk to you about. And I was so excited because I never really thought about, I just know that you know, I come always very much as a client. I don't yes. really come as like half professional, half this. I'm just like, what does he got to say? I take it as it comes and I kind of go about my business. Yes. And also that you and I work very, very differently from each other, which is what I really, really appreciate. So we're going to kind of hit on the differences and the similarities. Um, but first thing I want to talk about, because I always like to ask this, I always start this with other people who other spiritualists. I like yeah. to talk about the title because I think when we all start to do this professionally, we have to really think about what we call ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? And I actually, well, I, I, I usually address myself in two, three ways. First, numerologist. Then mm-hmm. I say psychic numerologist. Then I use the term seer when I speak to one-on-one because in my mind's eye, in my heart, in my, the center of myself, I can literally see the soul. And so that's where the seer aspect comes in. I can see sort of like uh, if you were to remember or recall a commercial or a, uh, a great time you had, but usually a, fil- uh, a television uh, scene in a movie that you just always you hang on to. I can literally see the soul in that matter. And that means past, present and future, literally, uh, particularly the past. So I either see it in my mind's eye like a film clip. Literally, mm-hmm. I'll see certain scenes or certain five minutes as a matter of fact if someone was to take a uh, a 10 second shot of you right now and they stored it away for 100 years and with that wonderful smile that you have right now someone <laughs> might see that picture and that captures a little bit about you and that's certainly how i see things on top of that uh, i'm a numerologist and the psychic aspect comes because i could see the soul allows me uh, to become clairvoyant clairaudient and um, and I know, which we both know, we are souls. We are souls. We are souls. That's about all we are. <laughs> That's all we are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 so you know, we have a stint here right now on this planet, and we have our clothes on, which is our body, so mm-hmm. to speak, so to speak. But we're souls, and I actually think it's the most obvious thing. You know, I know people. Are we alive? Do, do, do we die? Do we live after we die and so forth? But I always say uh, bones, liver, my kneecap doesn't exhibit love. It can't love. The blood in my system can't love. My emotions do not come from my neck or the bone. It comes from something inside of me, which that is, is true. that's true. That's the most, uh, it's so obvious in that respect. So I combine the tenets of numerology with what I see intuitively visions i actually uh, as a, as you know um because mm-hmm. i i say i could jump i know i could jump into the vibration of the soul i even hear loved ones who have passed on literally and uh in meetings and sessions i will hear them they'll pop in 
No, your mediumship in. is very sharp. Your mediumship is really keen. Well, I, I love it. And I hear things differently. Uh, sometimes uh, when I speak to people, they speak to me, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, they give me visions. But yet, Oh, yes. You know how that works. You know that. Yeah, they give yeah. gifts while you're they reading. While you're reading. And it always reminds me of a movie. I think it's the funniest line in the entire movie. It's Whoopi Goldberg, the movie Ghost with uh, Whoopi and Patrick Swayze. And there's a scene that Patrick comes back to the storefront and he walks in and he sees all these ghosts around the 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 uh, table. And Whoopi says, Sam, Sam, what have you done to me? I got spooks coming from Jersey. They're everywhere. That's the funny line. Spooks coming from Jersey, yeah. <laughs> and I love Jersey, mind you. I just go to Jersey. But my point is that souls... Uh, like when I do readings, those around us know that what you're doing. And I always find that people say, ah, there's a chance I could pass a message to my loved one. And so they always show up in my sessions. And sometimes they're forceful. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're, they wait. And I hear things differently. I hear it, as I said, in my ear, in my heart, or visions. It all depends. But I do. Uh, so with the combination of knowing what the number of vibrations are and how I apply that in my daily life, which is really like I, the weather report, for instance. For instance, this year, you often heard this year for the planet, the vibe mm -hmm. of the planet is a seven vibration. Yes. Now, what the heck does that mean? You know, but I know that the seven vibe speaks to truths, revelations. The seven speaks to finding truth or hiding truth. It speaks to all these crazy events that have been happening across the planet right now. Everything from those balloons that came up to all the investigations to even uh, what's going on uh, in terms of uh, just a couple of days ago, I think they arrested a young man for revealing spy information or uh, classified That's information. Right. Mm -hmm. The seven's all they about did. revealing truth. AI is suddenly taking center stage now. When Telescope is going to bring back some incredible uh, uh well some credible news sometime later on this year that's the aspect in terms of the number of vibrations i could sort of jump into a vibe and allows me to see what i call past present future mm -hmm. in the number of vibes across the planet and individually actually you know uh, i was so realizing when i was sort of sitting down to you know i always have my thing of notes you know that i want to sort of approach with this conversation and i realized uh -huh. i was like i don't know if if you would say this but i know i've experienced with you that you have all eight clairs you have all the clear senses, like I do. And I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I always trust you because it's the, it's the, I think, of your work that I've seen. Mm -hmm. uh, it is one of the things you and I have most in common, other, other than know, the mediumship, other than the mediumship. Yeah. I like to think uh, of myself in terms of uh, at least mediumship. I, I'm not a singer, but sometimes I sing well. Right. And, and, <laughs> I just receive messages. I know there's some folks who go just right there and, and just pull in. And I sort of could do that, but it's, I always wait for the, those folks to come to me. But uh, I do combine, um, I guess, uh, the hearing, the seeing. And it's all about, for me, it's all about the soul. Uh, you know, when I do my life readings, readings, I'm always speaking about the egg yolk within the egg. The always. Of self. It's always. true. Always. And, always. And you always find truth in the center. Uh, yes. Always. And that sort of center allows me to hear and to see and to see far. I can see at times what's going to occur in the future. Now, we have to, we make our choice. If I say to you, uh, Heather, listen, I see you winning the lottery. And I've seen that before. I would recommend, I would just recommend. Right. Every <laughs> now the and then purchase a ticket. You know, right. Every now and then purchase a ticket. It doesn't mean that someone can't give you a ticket. It doesn't mean it won't, you won't find it on the street. But we have our part to do. So mm -hmm. I, would I wouldn't go crazy, but I would recommend jumping in, being active. So, uh, and that's why I always believe uh, not anything is really said. I know taxes are set and death are set, but anything else, <laughs> even what I see, yeah, even what I see, things can change. You can decide to make a different move. Absolutely. You know, I quote you quite a bit. There's there's a quote that you that you said to me years ago, and I love it. It was when we were talking shop, you know, because we often end up talking shop at the end of a uh -huh. reading. And because um, everyone is always like, is that something that's just going to happen or do I have to go out and do it? And I was like, it, right. you always yeah. have to go out and do it. And I was like, my dear friend, <laughs> Dale, it says, you can buy, you know, like I can tell you go in the lottery, but you got to buy the ticket, you know? It, and it, to this day, I always use that quote because, you know, you can't just sit on your butt and expect something to happen. Yeah. It's what I life a, is. I had a, well, a, a, someone I knew, I, I saw them um, 
going on an airplane? And they probably, yes, I am. Corroborate, I'm, yes, I'm going on. And I said, I think you're going mid to the West. Yes, I am. And um, so all that was right. And I didn't know the date, but I knew that they were heading that way. And the person reached back to me uh, a couple of days later, said, I didn't go. And I said, you didn't go. And they said, well, I decided once they, they were sitting on the plane, I'm not sure what came up, but they decided to get off the plane. So they came back and said, you saw me going to this place. And I said, but choice. I said, yeah, I did see you. I guess if you would have followed through, you would have been there. So what I saw was the action. And my real point is, and this is just what I believe, nothing is set from my perspective. That's my belief until it happens. Until it happens, it can happen in all kinds of ways. So choices, again, I think, you know, if you, if you're someone that believes in the traditional viewpoint of God, you know, Christ, church, mm -hmm. even in that setting or viewpoint god has given you a choice always choices that's the point we have free will free we will. have free will free yes free will. we always i tell people that all the time i was like i'm just giving you the information although i will say this very often when i'm reading i mm -hmm. know there's some things yeah. that i think as readers we know are going to happen, happen. they may not yeah. happen the way they think they are because when they hear it right right you're right absolutely and i say to them often if I say the word blue, what pops into your head, what pops into my head are always going to be two different things. Absolutely. Right? You're, you're so right. And you know, it's interesting with people because I'm able to vibe, you know, you know, if someone might call me about a job and I can vibe in on the boss or That's the right. executive, I can just tell you about that person. And sometimes when I do a lot of readings, people come to me from different positions. Some people come from the left, literally, mm -hmm. they just, I hear them on the left. Some come from the right. Some are directly in front of me. Some are, and usually it has a meaning. There's a reason. I, yes. I can't generally say that the person to the left is someone that you know from the past. But generally speaking, there's someone from my from my experience. There's someone coming your way from the past that you knew very well. Someone directly in front of you. If I see someone ten feet in front of you, it's either someone you already know, or by the time you end up uh, ending this session, that person's going to call you the next day or two because they. I see them. And I can feel the presence and sense things about them. And I think we all, I don't like, I think we all have different guidelines for that too. Like when yeah. people say to me like, oh, if it's on the right, it means this. If it's on the left, it means that. I'm like, not for me, not but for you. for you or them, perhaps, perhaps it comes through very differently for all of us because they communicate as well as we can understand them. So they have to sort of speak into some sort of communication indiv like individually per reader. Absolutely. And I don't hold myself to that also, to the left, right, front, because if I hold myself, you know, it, it's, it's suddenly I'm blocking or I'm creating something. I just listen. Generally, it happens that way. Sometimes uh, I sense, sometimes people are so happy, so happy to be able to pass a message. That's why I brought up that, that, mm -hmm. uh, uh, that scene in A Ghost. Because in Ghost, right. They get very excited. They get excited because <laughs> they've been either trying to reach someone or, you know, or at least they say, hey, that guy, Dale, I might be able to pass some information to me a year ago. I'll make this real short. I went to a person's house because she wanted her friends to be read. So I'm sitting there and I want to do my numerology stuff. I, again, I'm not looking to see people come in, but it just happens. Long sure. story short, Lady sits down, I'm talking to her, and suddenly I just sensed this little boy. So I just said to her, as you said, sometimes you just, it's not even in the future. I just knew, I sensed this boy. I said, who is this little boy? And make a long story short, she broke down and started crying. And the God honest truth, just, I think, a little over a year before, she was in a car, and they got into a car accident, and her son had passed. Yeah. And he was of that age, 10, 10, 11. And the thing that struck me was I kept hearing the same thing. And I said, he says, get the dog, get the dog, get the dog. They were going to get the dog when- uh, Did she get the yes. dog? Well, she was didn't want to do it because she couldn't move past that moment. Of course. So um, then, um, but it was, you know, it, it broke a dam within her. And the, the point that I, I meant, I bring this up honestly is that, uh, you know, I, sometimes I hear things and feel things that closely and sometimes yes. it's not distant. So it's, it's, uh, and again, um, the hearing and seeing, you know, I think I, I know again, because we're all souls, Heather, we really mm -hmm. are, you know, where I think what is that? <laughs> we're, we're having a human experience, but this, the body obviously dies, but the soul just doesn't. I think 
It's and, science and 101. Energy doesn't die, right? It doesn't die. And, energy and, doesn't and, die. And the soul is, is you know, the spirit and the soul. I mean, what's the between the soul and the spirit? Spirit, I think, uh, sp speaks more to the relationship to God. Well, you know what a spirit? The spirit is also, if you walk into someone's house and you, in the holidays or so, and you could just smell what's cooking in the oven, you mm -hmm. know the food. Uh, that's the spirit. That's in a sense. That's the you know because what's in that oven, you have to go look at it. That would be the soul. The spirit is the the soul experiencing itself. And from it's the sensual, right? It's the sensual. Yeah, essential, yeah. yeah. absolutely. So, so I want to I want to I want to dive into numbers because I don't want to. You, I have a sure. feeling you and I could sit here talking <laughs> yeah. the ethereal forever. But I want to jump into. Let's talk about, we're going to do a chunk about numerology, and then I have a chunk about something else I kind of want to dive into, which is one of the things that you and I have in common, but let's do numerology first. Yes. Um, and I want to hit upon the same, because as people who do this work, right, we all find the thing or the tool that works for us to bring it forward. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because in the big picture, we all have the sort of the same outcome, ideally, affected by either who we are as as the human body, soul, person that we are in this life, right? Yeah. And how we get it out to the people, right? To yeah. somebody yeah. else. The interesting thing I find about numbers, numbers, kind of like time, is somewhat man-made, except for the fact that Time cannot exist if we don't want it to. Numbers, we always have to have a communication about amounts, about levels. I mean, it's how we quantify things, right? They're numbers, right? Right, and what that representation is. Well, you know, well, one I'm of sorry. the things. Okay, so one of the things I kind of want to hit home about. Uh -huh. Because the existence of them is undeniable, right? We, you know, the numbers are just our language for things. Things, yes. But when I have a reading with you and you talk numerology like no one else I've ever seen, I don't think there are a lot of numerologists out there. I think we all have something that is few and far between. For me, I think it's the medical work that I do. I don't think there are that as many medical intuitives. And for you, I'm like, you know, you rarely find someone, I think, that really understands numerology to the level that you do. And I believe it's because you have such a strong psychic and mediumship like gift with it. So that being said, what is it do you feel that brings numbers such strong representation of what goes on energetically? You know, it's interesting. We're talking via phone right now mm -hmm. based on numbers. Vibration. That is true. Vibration. That's true. Yeah. Numbers are vibrations. I'll just say Pythagoras is the, the father of Western numerology mm -hmm. and, and our number system, actually, in the West. That's right. Most of the world. And he believed in two things. One is quite obvious, that numbers are quantitative in value, which you mentioned, measuring and the cell phone. And today is the 17th, and we measure, we, the, we, we, we uh, weigh and he also believed, this is what I always find fascinating, because it's how it speaks to how I vibe on the numbers. He also knew that numbers are also qualitative in that feeling. There's a, there's a quality about a number, the number yeah. one, the number two, the number three. And as I said, I can sort of jump into the vibe of the numbers. That's like the, of a vibe. Of, of a, uh, uh, I know that the number one is a number of action and new beginnings and, and, and initiation and starting new things. And it means many other things. I could sort of, if I jumping into a pool, the pool party, here we are. I jump in the pool and I can vibe. I just feel and I see things in that, in, through the number of eyes. For the planet, are you asking, just in terms of how does it affect us as a planet, as people, the number of vibes, or, or uh, look at this way. The 60s were different uh, than the 70s, were they not? Yes, every decade is, that's correct. And why? I mean, what's different? I mean, generally, so much is different. Every, I don't know if it's actually within that 10-year period, but that's how we as humans absolutely create. The 60s was different socially. Yes. Music, fashion, even thought. That is a vibe. That is, for lack of a better word. Okay, vibration. so question is this. Do you think this shows us how much more power we have? Because... The 60s wouldn't be called the 60s unless we named it that, right? The 60s, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. Right? 
you're right. Except the 60s, it's sort of like if, what is that saying? If a tree falls in the woods, can anybody hear it? If it doesn't right. make it, the 60s are the 60s. Now we call it the 60s. We call that that vibe, the number six. We It vibrates, again, it's like our souls. We have, your name is Heather. You're, you're, you're not limited by your name, but you do express yourself. Your name is not Joanne. It's not Sarah. So the no, 60s, and I'm so not a Joanne or a Sarah. You're not a Joanne. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? You're not a Joanne. Right. No, I'm not so, a Joanne. So I, I, I look at the number of vibrations as I do the weather. That's why I always say in my tagline, before you check the weather, check the vibe of the day. That's I right, really you do. Mm-hmm. I do. I, so I'm not, I don't live my life by numbers. I don't look, today's the state, so I can't do this and I shouldn't do that. And in a round end, uh, just coming back to your question, I, my point is that I look at where, I know this is probably not scientifically accurate, but it's how I look at things. I say we're walking through time. As human beings, and we're walking through the number of vibrations. We walk. I will agree with that. I will agree yeah. with that. We are walking through it. Yeah, we're walking absolutely. through it. And so, the vibe of the uh, of a particular number is like the weather. The weather, you you know, you can do whatever. If it's, uh, I always say, if you want to, you've heard me say this before. If you want to put on a fur coat in ninety degree weather, that's your option. That's your prerogative. There we go with oh, free will again, Dale. <laughs> But you probably wouldn't do such a thing for obvious reasons. But yet, it's 90 degrees. We can make our choices, but that vibe is still there. Now, 60s, 70s, 80s, in terms of the number of... I just sense we're we're here on the planet, and this is a structured kind of existence. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And we create rules, we create laws, we create our number system so that we, as human beings, can live. Uh, together and that we have some, some sort of some sort of construct that keeps us maybe in control at least we think we're in control and I think sense, we think we are we think we're in control <laughs> so question okay so assuming that we we've we've named the decade the 60s right mm-hmm. and i believe that any information that we have and and creative information comes out is actually universal consciousness right yes. so yes. Did the 1960s actually vibrate at that number? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I could tell you, Janice Joplin said, while she was sipping on her uh, Southern Comforter one time, I'm not going to do Speaking of the 60s. <laughs> yeah, the 60s. Oh, that's interesting, 60s, yeah. That, yeah. that uh, life is just one long moment. One long moment. That's and all it is, yeah. That's all it is. So, you know, I think we created the 60s for us. I mean, who did, did, did Thomas, Jeff, uh, Thomas Edison discover electricity? Or did no, he found it, it always there? He found it. He found it. <laughs> yeah. So even the vibes, for instance, I, I look at the last, I knew that in 2022 would be a huge year for social issues taking center stage. I knew it. I blah, blah, I just knew yeah. it. I, and I knew, and we, you know, immigration, abortion, everything. And Every, I know everything's on the table this year. Everything's right? on the table. And revelations, truths are being revealed, all kinds of truths. Now, truths may not necessarily pay attention to the man behind the curtain because in 2023, the curtain is pulled back and you're going to see, we're seeing things that are true. Now, is this, did we create this vibe? No, I think it's our system. I mean, uh, the system that we've created as human beings to live on this planet and everything there are rules and i think rules can be discarded once you discover something new but right now we're working we're i mean uh this cell phone for instance i mean 50 years ago this would have been you know most folks couldn't even conceive some did but conceive of what we're doing um not to this level not to this level not this level right yeah I, i a roundabout way to answer your question i i we're human we're on the planet. We create a system. Even numerology is based on facts and truths. And and then our number system, it's a, a, a dual connection. Physically, we have a number. One represents the beginning of all things in numerology, but it's also a vibration of action. What's the first number in a number system? One. What do we say sometimes? 
Let's get there first. The early bird catches the worm. Let's be the first one. That's the vibe of the one. You know, numerology is the, has always been here as the astrology has always been. The planet is all. Everything in the universe is showing us everything. It's just for us to grab on and to understand. hundred years from now, maybe th things I'm saying now will be obsolete because we've well, grown. Maybe. I don't know. I think, I think that, and to support what you've been saying, you know, things act and react to how we act and react, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? So, so if we're getting, if we're coming up with something, it means it's out there, whether it's art, whether it's a concept, whether it's a philosophy. So as you say, like, well, as we were saying, like, well, you know, we named the 60s, the 60s, the 70s, the 70s, the 80s, the 80s, right? right. Where right. do we get this concept from? Why did time start when it started? Why is BC and AD different? Right. Different. Well, from well, one actually, side or the other. And that's different. not even every religion. That just happens to be one religion that we all happen right. to be like kind of going by. Is it different? I think the languages. I just think the languages, you know. So that's interesting because the Jewish calendar is so much different, right? It's very different, except French is difficult until I understand how to speak French. True. And worlds all about perception. You know, if we would get a microscope right now and take, get a slide and take a look, you know, you see a bunch of cells moving around and in a way living because cells are alive. That's a world in that little bit of a, a slide. I'm looking down. Who's to say, again, who's to say someone's not looked something or greater intelligence is not looking down on us. My whole thing is perception and how we perceive things. And time, we tend to grow. Technically, like technology, we're certainly advanced advancing in terms mm -hmm. of uh, creating all types of incredible uh, uh, pieces of technology, this phone. My, my real point here is that I, I think everything there is to learn is there. It's just us as human beings mm -hmm. getting ready to... It's the difference between being and hopefully being in the first grade versus grad school. Yeah, Knowledge. that's true. Now, someone could be just as wise in first grade than they are, you know, than someone in grad school. But that experience, that time, you know, what I find fascinating. I, science, from what I, the Big Bang Theory, and I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not uh, an expert, but I think from what I've read, most scientists believe the universe is still expanding. Still expanding. I agree with that. So if you and I could get into a spaceship, Mm -hmm. and have the fastest spaceship in the world ever created and go to the edge like a wave coming in. Let's just consider the ocean. You see a wave coming in. If one could get to the very edge of that wave where on one side is the universe, the other side is expanding. My, my, right. my, my, my vision here is something, nothing becomes something. On one side, we're the wave pushing forward, but the wave is pushing into nothingness, yet it's creating something at the same time. My point is, when do you get what I'm saying? Uh, my point is, where do things end and begin in terms of our thought? If we're, if the universe is expanding and we're on one side riding that boat, we're right. riding the wave. We're just riding. Yet on the other side is no existence. Yet it's pushing. It's creating existence in a way. And I find that fascinating because that's the spirit. That's that's that speaks to God. I guess God physics. You just gave me the perfect segue for my next question, <laughs> which I love because it's another, it's kind of a big one as far as like this goes. And I want to kind of look at my notes on this one. One of the things I like about my readings with you yeah. is that you and I have something in common I don't see in a lot of readers. And um, and it's why I come back to you year after year because it's it's something that I take very seriously in my work. And it is, and I want to look at my notes for the for the for the wording for this because yep. off the top of my head, you, you do not assume the best outcome in a person's life is cis heteronormative. What does that mean? That mean to me, mm -hmm. that means I'm gonna give you an example and then I'll I'll further go into it. Sure. Because when I read and largely because oh, look, when I teach and I teach into psychic level intuition. Mm -hmm. The first thing I always say is the only way you can really read somebody is if you sit down and there's a few things, but this is the, always the first one I say, you must release yourself of all social constructs. Yes. Yes. I yes. Otherwise you're making assumptions about another person yes. in the person that you are on earth. And I have to release myself from Heather being Heather 
when yes, I sit down yeah. in front of somebody because yep. what is right has nothing to do with social constructs because social constructs, they probably kept us alive some of the time and they destroy yeah. us the other part of the time. Part. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when we, what we experience as readers and seers is that is we have to allow ourselves the finesse and the careful details and the emotional details of somebody's energy and lifestyle and mm -hmm. not assume that, you know, it's going to end up one way and it can only be good. Like for an example, I have a friend who also does the work that we do. Yes. And I was telling her a while ago that I had met somebody like to date and her first reaction was, no, this is not good. Ah. And I was like, why? We'd been friends for a while. I knew this person. We kind of had the same goals about relationships. And she said, well, it'll never come of anything. And I was like, there's no intention for it to come of anything. It's just somebody I'm kind of meeting on the road to life and we're enjoying each other and learning whatever we need to. Absolutely. And at this point in my, at that point in my life, there was no need for marriage or anything settling down or anything like that. It was not in the moment. And I, and I'm always wary of other readers that really put that because even if you're talking to the most traditional client mm -hmm. in the world that we live in, we don't even put ourselves in the way that we may end up happiest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because of guidelines that are forced upon us thinking that there's no other way, right? Yes, yes, yes. And yes. if as a reader it comes up, I always make sure I carefully <laughs> in a genteel way will bring it to them and be like you know this is just what's out there it's there it's a little information for you i'm going to put that there there are other things coming right lessons learned blah 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 right uh -huh. and i think that's one of the really important things about being a reader because the laws of nature are not the laws of humans not because we don't ex we don't embrace the laws of nature. We try to push against it at every against moment. It. Yes. From the moment we start breathing, actually. That's uh, correct. It, yes, That's correct. Yes. yes. The yes. moment we start breathing. So I want to talk a little bit about how we sit back and need to, well, A, grow as people. Like I always say, like, if you're going to be doing this work, you have to work on yourself constantly because constantly. clients can be triggers. And also, we have to keep our mind open to what's possible for somebody else. Otherwise, I'm not giving you the best messages that you can get. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yes, yes. So, let's talk a little bit about social stigma and social construct in so many words. Um, and is do you feel that you're, have you, are you conscious of this? Or is this, or is this just how it happens to be that you read? I look at people when I do readings as if I have a pair of binoculars in my hand and with binoculars, usually you're looking far. Yes. And that's why I use the term seer binoculars with that in my, you have them in your hand and you're observing what's up ahead. You're not really in it, whatever up ahead you're, you're observing. And I observe, that's why I use the, what I, that's spiritually observe. And I observe what I, 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 I it's sort of looking down, this is how I approach my readings and this is how I'm able to see what I see. Cause I actually see visually and, but I very seldom am I uh, giving an opinion about what one should do mm -hmm. very seldom, unless exactly, sometime, exactly. Yeah, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. they'll ask. And even then I very careful because it could be shaped, you know, it's my, I, I'm looking at it through my lens and how I might feel about something. And it has may have nothing really to do with how that person feels or, or as you said, or what they're going through. My point is I, I, I sort of detach myself because I, 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 I look at it as I'm looking at them. So I don't really have too much of an issue or challenge in terms of sort of confusing what I see with how I feel about it and what they're going through or what someone should do. I, again, that word seer gives me the ability just to look and see, and I report what I see. Mm-hmm. I just report, you know that, I report what I see. Sometimes um, I'm not always correct or it, it comes, it, it will maybe not materialize when I say it, I'm going, when I see it. 
Sometimes I say two weeks and sometimes it's two months. I well, time, time is a whole other thing. I hate a, a timeline when I read yeah. it. And I tell people that I'm like, I'm telling it you telling you this because I'm getting it. But I just, those you know, I hate a timeline. Right? right. So I just hand it over, so to speak, Heather, what I see. And um, I just hand it over. I give it to you. This is what I see. I might be right. I might be wrong. But this is exactly what I see. Usually I'm correct. And I can see far ahead. And then that seeing, I keep using the word seeing, I feel, I hear, actually. Seeing is also hearing. And, and uh, so very seldom do I find myself offering advice based on how I might look at something or someone or something I don't like. You know, I'm blessed to talk to so many different people. It's a blessing. It is a blessing, isn't it? I'm always amazed everyone, at that. Not, not everyone is easy to get along with, including myself. You know, I have days I'm not, you know, which is human. But I sort of, uh, I think I'm so clear about what I see that I don't, it doesn't leave room or very little room. I'm not perfect. I can't walk on water, but it does, I doesn't give me, uh, 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 I don't have a sense that I'm um, encroaching upon the vision that I see. I'm, I'm, I'm offering a, 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 my personal opinion. I'm not, I just report what I see and that gives you, you, you take it. And you receive it. And if it rings true to you, which it generally does, again, I don't even give them answers per se. I'm just helping reveal truths. Actually, as you know, I always say in my readings, the purpose of my compass uh, of these readings are to help place more light upon your path. And then immediately I say, I'm not the light. I'm just a conduit. I'm not right. you. I'm a, that's right. That's very important. I always thought that was such a great line. And I'm not the light. <laughs> so you I'm not the you get to and and uh, you know in a roundabout way again I I, uh, I just uh, find it um, again I have the vision I literally uh, just have the ability to see up ahead and I just report it to you and you decide how it does it make sense does it not make sense so I generally don't color my uh, uh, or have difficulty sort of uh, putting in a second opinion or putting in my opinion on something unless you ask and very seldom will I even give. I don't want to give an answer to somebody per se. I want you to discover your answer by the door opening up or whatever revelations. That's that's of course, of course. We're not the end all to be all. Not at all. You know, it's just it's a guide in one direction for sure. For sure. I mean, it's a pleasure to to be able to talk to so many different people, and you know, we're all challenged. We're all struggling. We're all blessed to be here, and even that being here isn't that interesting when you think about it being here yeah i know and people are always sort of i think we put an enormous amount of pressure on people to like get stuff done and i think the concept of status really kind of takes us out of anything that's supposed to be remotely comfortable you know the sense of purpose sometimes is too much when we're just sort of animals living on the earth we're just that and there's overload then you have you, you pile on the technology that we have, uh, you know, on that that's just moving so quickly. And people, you know, generally speaking, I don't think people have changed much, to tell you the truth. I think it's always been a challenge for us as souls to believe we're here and believe that there's life after life and that there's a greater purpose uh, and that all one really needs to do to uh, better, better understand yourself is to slow down sometimes and think and listen to yourself that's not an easy thing to do but you know i think most people do listen they just I think don't a lot of people listen hear. i think we have i think as it you know in all the years of reading i realized that i think humans have a glitch and i think the glitch is based on power because we all want to believe there's something greater than ourselves mm-hmm. and yet we only go by what that might look like according to other humans. We don't sit back and say, you know, the earth is still surviving and it, it feeds us all, right? All yeah. creatures on the earth. Why don't we just listen to that? Instead, we're like looking for churches. We're looking for gods. We're looking for something. And yet it, it doesn't support us. And if you're looking, that means you either think you don't have. Exactly. Oh, you know, I, you've often heard me say, I've just, I, you know, I love to talk, but just to condense this, you're in my office. Right. We just had a one-on-one. You're getting ready to leave. And mm-hmm. I say, such, 
such good time. And I said, you know what? I want to walk out with you. I can't, I, you know, because I want to get the air. I can't find my keys. Can you help me find the keys? We tear up my office, can't find the keys. And then I look to you directly in the eye, say, Heather, I didn't lose the keys in this room. I lost the keys in the other room. But I love this room so much better. Don't you love this room? You look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and my point is the keys are in the other room. And not only are the keys in the other room, so often we know the keys are there, so to speak, and we shy away from going there. So often, over time, we forget that the room is over, is even there. And yeah. we don't want to go by there. We don't even want to go near there. My point is you need to go to the place where the keys are. Even once you get to that room, we have to look around. And the keys, at least for, from, for how I uh, work and what I believe, again, comes back to something very simple. Me, my soul, who I am. When I'm, at, when I'm alone by myself and I don't know everything, I don't know anything, but I do well, know. We don't that. listen, right? We, we don't, don't listen. Or we listen and we don't want, we don't believe it or we don't understand ourselves. But every human being on the planet, every single one of us, most of, you know, if one settles down a little bit, and that's not, it's difficult. I, I get it. I'm human. I have my own issues. I'm not perfect. But all our answers, we hear this all the time, are within ourselves. We are the universe. And, and what you can grab onto is yourself. That's for, you, you know, I say every day, uh, another day upon the planet, another day alive. And what does that mean? It means all kinds of things, but really important is that I'm here and, and being here, centering into myself, listening to myself, trusting myself, breathing in deeply, calm, be calm. And, and it's a struggle. I, I work on that every day for myself. Why? Because we're in a, an environment, we're in this society, we're in a world that's wonderful. I mean, we, meet, we do great things and we do horrible things. I mean, as human beings, we, we meet great heights and terrible lows. Terrible <laughs> lows. And it's a challenge. It's so hard to. So I, my point, again, is some folks, a lot of folks, including myself at times, we just, uh, we're scared. We're, we're racing. We're expectations. We want to be what everyone else wants to be. We don't know. We don't listen to the simplest of things sometimes. I think people listen. They just don't act all the time, including myself. We don't. I think know, they don't scared. believe they have the power that they have. When they I don't. teach, and I will yeah. be there with other, you know, because I, I tend to teach other psychics as well. And yes. I will have everybody on a Zoom thing and they'll go into breakout rooms and they'll come back and um, one and they read each other, you know, after after exercises that we do together. And one person will be like, that was amazing. They read me so well. And the person that was reading was like, I did a horrible job. And all they had to do was just say what came to their mind and get it out. And they're usually mind. right. And that's know, it, everybody I, I has was, this. Everybody has this. It's how we survive. I've been blessed for 12 years to offer, as I say, what little mm -hmm. I know. And I make another long story short. It was my second year, Heather, and I hit a huge roadblock, a huge roadblock. I started seeing past life, started seeing all these things, and I didn't believe it. So I had to stop readings for two weeks because I thought I was making everything up. And I prayed, meditated, didn't know what to do. Anyway, got a text or email from a client who thanked me for this life reading that I did. And she had mentioned something that really struck a chord. I saw her drowning. She's had a deathly fear of water all her life. She didn't know why. She didn't know she drowned. But when I mentioned that to her, it struck something in her that made sense. My point was, is that at that point, after two weeks of not knowing what to do, I just decided something. Mm -hmm. And I decided, I, I decided, it took me a week to get it together. But I decided all I'm going to do is say what I see. I'm not going to. And that took a lot, but it, it just ugh, letting it go. I think we all get to that place where we it's like, I can't just like, and, and it's interesting because I think every so often as readers, we level up, right? Yes. Suddenly you're like, yeah. something's going on with me. I don't know if I don't feel well. I don't know my reactions. For me, I get sort of like a clogged ears and like a pressure yeah. in my head. And I'm like, am I coming down with something? And then... It's like an ease starts again. It's an, yes. It's, and and it's, it's just what comes in and how long it took me. Not, I don't just sit there and, you know, and sort of like over concentrate and scrunch up my face. But it's like, oh, I can just sit down and look at you. And it comes flying out of my mouth if I allow it. If I allow myself the power that I have over my own senses. senses. Right. I love that word ease, Heather. Yeah, ease. Ease. Solitude. That's where mm -hmm. you, well, 
you know, you find what we call a center. That's where the soul, most souls, I, you know, I think souls can be, you know, people could be in turmoil and, and struggling. Yeah. That's an obvious fact. But in terms of centering and listening to oneself and, and everyone's, we're all looking for something. Uh, we're stressed, generally speaking. There's anger out there. There's, 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 uh, you know, people trying to cope with just living each day and and making decisions that go against themselves we also make wonderful decisions we're also incredibly creative human beings and and we do beautiful things we are all creative too one of the worst things we do to ourselves is say some people are creative and some people are not and we are all creative it's a power struggle it is a power struggle again we are here you are here i'm Mm -hmm. here i'm a soul i'm of god if you want to call it god or the universal one or the absolute spirit uh, or the universe. I am of the God source. I am of the God source. You are of the God source. Even if you don't want to use the word God, we're uh, we're there's greater. Even Einstein believed that there was something greater than than it's uh, science. science. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's one giant magnetic pole, it's still a thing that we we are under. Yeah, we are under. And uh, and bringing it back to just uh, readings and talking to people and revealing what little truths I see, uh, it is uh, uh, still growing, still learning, I am, uh, but I, 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 you know, I've been blessed now, it's 12 years. I know, it's amazing. It's a long time. You asked me what, 12 years ago, I couldn't conceive I'd be doing what, to the degree, uh, what I'm doing now. Did you always know that you were more intuitive than people around you? I've always been attuned to things, I'll never forget. Uh, you know, when families come together during the holidays and, mm-hmm. you know, my family used to come from all around the country and to my grandmother and grandfather's house, aunts and uncles, and even six or seven, eight years old, I always could see who disliked who or what aunt was upset with this person or what something we shouldn't have known or, you know, don't tell the kids this. I always had a radar, always had a radar of just what was going on. And I always felt, always felt that I was protected. In fact, let me take that back, actually. No, that's not true. I always knew. I was protected. That's a little different. I and get that. Whatever that knew, whatever protected me, I always knew I was being uh, someone. Something was with me. And, oh, I like and all- that. I like that. I never really put it that way, but I would agree. I always sort of felt protected. I also always say when people ask me, like, "Have you always had this?" I always say, "Or when did you know you had it?" And mm-hmm. I remember when I was like eight or nine years old, and I realized, "Oh, other people don't have this." That's when I knew I had it. I was like, oh, people don't see things ahead or know things are going to happen. Or in my case, I knew what was wrong with people. I knew what what people I could diagnose really young. And and I think it's such a part of us. It's such a part of us, right? When did you start? uh, What age did you you see or know? Uh, Eight, nine. and And I realized early when I think about it, you know, at some point when, you know, I think when you sit in this and you do it full time, you're like, your brain kind of like unravels and you're like, oh my God, I was having these very tangible experiences really young because I think when you just get here, when you're born, you're just got back from over there. So the memories are fresh, right? You know, I'll share this. I I don't think I've ever shared this with, I think I might've, but not to very few people. I used to walk around the house. My mother used to, she was a little troubled at first, but she would wonder why I would always be blindfolded. I would seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I would just put on a blindfold and walk around the house. And my so sister, did I. I thought it was <laughs> me being weird. That was me well, being you weird. Know, I, I know from whence it, I know from whence it comes. I know, and I know without a doubt because I see it that I was blind in a recent life. I know that. I, I'm not going any more deep. I was blind. So it made and you more comfortable to put the it, blindfold it made on. More comfortable. And it also being blind, or at least in this lifetime, covering the eyes, of course, the ears and everything else, you know, the, those perceptions increase, they grow. So even at that time, I just knew, um, I used to do all the time and my family would wonder why, why are you doing it? And I just knew it. I had a life that way. And again, I could hear everything. So even at a young age, I knew that there was something, you know, I brought up, I was also brought up in the church, you know, so, and I actually went to, uh, school to be a minister you know i read that about you recently and i thought it was really interesting because when i 
realized that it was time for me to do this full time. You and I were both uh, veterans of the food world as well. Yes, we were. Right. And I had, I had this, I was like, I know something has to happen. I don't know what it was. And I actually considered like going to rabbinical school and becoming a rabbi. And I was like, why? Like, I mean, I'm half Jewish and I was raised more Jewish than, than Catholic. And even though like I were brunch Jews for sure, like it's just all like, mm-hmm. we're not the most traditional. It's about the brunch, but yeah. I was like, what is it about it? And I had, and I remembered as a young kid, like maybe six years old, I was at my grandmother's house on the Jewish side of the family. And she had needlepoint of a rabbi studying. And I remember standing on her, um, couch in her living room and putting my hand on the glass that it was framed in and saying like, oh, this is me. Wow. And of course it freaked her out. She was like, get down. Yeah, I knew it. I loved it. What, like looking at the, the texture of the hands. It was a very you know, tight detail because Needlepoint was so big and she had worked really hard on this. And, and I was like, I just remembered it so well. And I, to this day, if I'm in a building where there was some sort of rabbinical studies, it's like my body shudders, like I'm davening, you know, the, the yeah, leaning yeah, back and yeah. forth the way rabbis do. It still happens to this day. Sigmund Freud, at least it's equated, uh, uh, he didn't actually say this, but he said sometimes a cigar is just, uh, stated, and people say he said it, uh, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. That's now, right. I remember, yeah. Sometimes it's not some phallic symbol or something else. I, the reason I say this is the soul does live many lives. And not every, I believe, my opinion, not everything in this life mean, a, that you occurred or uh, decisions no. necessarily means that it I occurred agree. in the past. Life. I agree. But, but there's a foundation. We do live, the soul does live, and we do live many lives. And the importance of past lives, from my perspective, is not so much about the past. But what does it mean to you now? That's how come when I speak to clients, they don't have to believe past lives at all. Oh, that they've lived before. But usually, not usually, when I see a past life, there is a direct, direct correlation, some aspect of who they are now. And, and it can give them insight. It does explain so much about who. Oh, I love it when a past life comes up and they're not into past lives. I'm like, okay, but this is the reason why you blah, blah, blah. And they're like, how did you know? And I was like, because well, I, know, I, that's why I'm the psychic. That's why you paid me. <laughs> you know, and in terms of numerology, this is very interesting because I had this week, uh, or last seven days, three people, uh, I, I'm involving doing name changes right now. And for anyone that's listening right now, and sometimes if you have that, that part of yourself that I just don't know what I want, or I just, there's something missing. If you have a middle name, if you have a middle name, you might, well, not you might, you will want to look at that middle name because that middle name most people or a lot of people generally discount the middle name they don't think about it or i hear it so often i hate that name i hate that. i said but you know it's part of who you are what do you mean it's part of who i am it's it's just your name you came mm-hmm. into this planet as dale spencer weeks yes. that's who you came into the planet and that spencer is part of who you are as a matter of fact in terms of numerology each number each uh, uh letter ha- is given a number uh, vibration. It's like a song, a bunch of notes in a song come together and uh, create a song. So your name is really you singing, but your middle name is part of who you are, the center of who you are. And I often say to folks, take a look at that middle name. Say it out loud. Don't tell anyone you say, it. just say the name, write it down. Why? Because it is part of who you are. And so often you might discover something of yourself because it is part. For those who have them. That's interesting. It's very interesting. But it's, it's, I just, it happens all the time. The middle name is part, it's expression of your soul. Your name is Heather. And whatever right. middle names you have, Carlucci, you, you didn't come into the planet with any other name but the name you came. Now you can change your name. And, and, and you certainly can. Uh, but the reason I mentioned the middle name again, my theme, the soul, the center, in the middle. Finding, listening to oneself. Discovery. Charles's middle name was was uh, given to him after uh, the opera singer Caruso. <laughs> really? Where, where, yeah. What's his what's his what's what's the name? Enrico, right? And your middle name's Enrico. Enrico. Of course, Enrico. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. At birth, 
Yeah, well, it was my father's name, too. I, I'm a junior. My grandfather was a big Caruso fan. So that's well, why. Let me, tell you, let me tell you this. I'm just, just going to say this. It's the center of your name. It does speak to your sensitivity, your sense of balance, even a sense of diplomacy. You might even love poetry for all I know and write, but the center of you, I'm just looking at the soul of Enrico, and it is uh, a vibration, just a soul, and it's just, just a little bit of information, but it's a central balance. This is why you're very attuned to detail and why uh, you are very insightful. And For those of you who can't see me, bruised. I'm nodding my head violently. Easily <laughs> bruised, or at least takes, in, takes things in very, very, very deeply. Now, we all sort of do, but I'm just spotting off, and again, because the center of his name does speak to the center of his soul. And that's very general, but specific at the same time. He's the, probably one of the most diplomatic people I've ever met. Diplomatic. I will I, say I, that. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And oh, the detail. All the details. <laughs> and oh, the detail. <laughs> That's no, why he's the uh, producer of this thing, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, well, it's and I and and again, I just saw just quickly. I just looked at the soul. Now, just for those who ask, you know, how do you get the soul of a a person in in their name? And the vowels of your name speaks to the soul. The consonants of your name speaks to what I like to call the eggshell. How people see you, not necessarily who you are, but you know, you've heard the saying, uh, "Don't." I think it's don't judge a book by its cover, yet we do all the time. It is the cover. So uh, now what I'm speaking of is just the name itself. But remember, your name is who you are, or you express yourself through your name. So sort of like putting on clothing, I say, you put on an outfit and you start feeling it. There's a difference between uh, sportswear and, and fine dinner, dinner clothing. My point is that your name shrouds you and you express yourself through your name, not limited to it. But again, you you are just certainly nobody's uh, Jaja, right? Are you a Jaja? No. You're not a, no. <laughs> and as funny as that sounds, when you really think about it, someone named Jaja, we might have a preconceived notion of what a Jaja is, Jaja Gabor and all that. But generally speaking, Jaja is a name that we tend to think is vivacious and and open and it even, doesn't mean even as you said it you were wiggling I was wiggling <laughs> and you know I, I was in the airport two years ago the funniest thing Heather walking towards the gate and this little girl she was about six years of age ran ahead of her mother she had a huge mane of red hair it was incredible red 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 hair and she had this pretty dress and she was running and her mother was yelling out her name and everybody in, in this 10 20 feet turned around to look even I had to stop and look and she was yelling out Jezebel, Jezebel, get over here. <laughs> this little girl looked like a Jezebel because she was running. Yeah, running. of course, flaming red hair. Flaming hair, but it was even more, it wasn't even so much the hair. It was She had the smile on her face that she was free and she was running wild. Now, Jezebel could also be someone who's uh, very quiet and generally not because we're all still souls. But generally speaking, that that name, we, we, we speak to now. That's what companies spend millions of dollars on names and why most of your That's uh, true your entertainment folks change the names for a reason and again it speaks to me it comes back to the soul because we can choose we choose we make our decisions we're here but we are living obviously a life and we do express ourselves through our body through, yes, through our name and our mind and that's how we read people through the mind and through the body, body. so dale where can we find you other than numerology by dale.com you're aware, well, this is a great opportunity for me to pitch my audio. I appreciate that. I have the daily audio, uh, freevibeoftheday.com, uh, three to five minute audio message every single day. You know that. Five I do. I listen. I'm a devotee for sure. Yes. And then there's also uh, numerology by Dale Instagram. Uh, the, the, the audio in print form, and I, I put uh, photos of gemstones, an affirmation of the day, and then, of course, colors. Colors. Mm -hmm and um, imagery. And then of course there is uh, numerology by dale.com where uh, I lay out uh, what I do, who I am. It's all, a lot of it's, most of it's audio based. I do speak to people via phone, uh, via um, Zoom or FaceTime, but I'd say about 70% of my readings are audio based. I send it via audio, you download it and you can listen depending on what you get. Uh, you can listen for years to come and uh, 
but then I do one-on-ones. There is the big life reading, which is a two-hour audio, the yearly reading. You know, your year, my year, we're not directly in sync with the planet. Your year, your personal year is your birthday year. Birthday, for instance, I was born February 5th. February 5th, 2023 to February 5th, 2024 is my personal cycle. That's my year. That's my new year. And that's the vibe, like the decade. So I'm able to see, I always like to say, if you know what's up ahead, it's certainly 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 can help with the now one way or the other in terms of direction understanding and so with that yearly reading i can see up ahead and everything else that's there on the site so i appreciate that little bit of uh giving me beautiful thank you so much for hanging out poolside with us dale what would your ideal pool party be well you know it's so interesting i was thinking about that i just have to state for the record that i've never been to a pool party in my entire life that's the record so in the Himalayas, on a mountain. Actually, I don't think there's such a such a such a place, but I would love a very modern, modern, modern home with a pool that sort of juts out over the mountains. Maybe six or seven of my closest friends looking out, eating good food, good wine, listening to music, and talking about past, present, and future, and swimming. Uh, and I've never been to a pool party, so when I get that lair, I will give you a call. <laughs> we'll I will be there. You will be there. I will be there. Thanks.